This is the EWN Podcast Network. Do you know how often identity theft occurs? Every two seconds, affecting even children. The great news is that you and your loved ones don't have to become the next victim. In the Cyber Mindful with Sandra podcast, we'll explore together simple practices that increase the cyber safety of you, your family, and your business. I'm your host, Sandra Esto, and I believe the key to protecting yourself from hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters is rooted in being fully present, both online and offline. This podcast is a conversation among friends. I'm delighted that you are choosing to take charge of your cyber safety because you deserve to have peace of mind online and protect what matters most to you. So let's do this together. Welcome to the Cyber Mindful Podcast Show. You know, this is a show where we explore the interception of technology, mindfulness, and personal growth. And today we have a very, very special guest with us. He's a former NFL player. He's a renowned speaker. Actually, he's the best speaker, period. And he is an author and he's He's, he's the author of the There Is No Plan B for Your A-Game book, which if you haven't read it, just get that book right now, and we're going to talk about that. But um, this is also a person that has influenced my life in ways that I can never say thank you enough. And he's being my coach, my mentor, a friend. I mean, welcome Bo Eason to my show. Yes. Thank you, Sandra. It's good to be here. Oh my goodness! It's uh, it's an honor to have you, and and not just from from who you are as a person, as a celebrity, as as an influencer, but you know the real you that is accessible, that it's humble, that you know it's always willing to give yourself to others. I mean, I'm so grateful for you, Bo, for for everything that you have done in my life, and. Just love it. Yeah, it's been, it has been a great journey. It's been really fun coaching you and, you know, seeing you through like my eyes and Dawn's <laughs> eyes and our team's eyes. It's, uh, it's nothing better. <laughs> now, I, I have a, a lot of questions and I know our listeners want to hear from you. So just want to start with, okay, as, an, as a former NFL player. You achieve incredible success in the world of sports. Now, could you share with us how your athletic career shaped your mindset and prepare you for the challenges you face in your transition to speaking and writing and all the other things that you do, playwright and everything else? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think athletics is a really good background to have, you know, if you want to achieve other things. The problem is, is I think most, you know, athletes that become elite or professional athletes of some kind, they never use the principles that got them there into mm -hmm. the next career. So I always think like, if you can achieve something, like say you can be a Olympian or a, or a prima ballerina, then if you take the same principles that got you to that level and you switch occupations, all you have to do is use those principles again 
mm-hmm. and then you can reach that that world class level in other occupations. And I think that's what I was able to do. I was just kind of I knew the principles that it that it took to play NFL football. So it was hard. Mm. Obviously, it's it, the odds of it are happening aren't great, and it takes a, a lot of hard work and luck and determination. Yeah. And so I just applied those same principles that made me a good football player into being a playwright or being a, a stage performer or a speaker or an author. I just took those principles, I plugged them into the new occupation, and this ran the same gamut. But here's the here's the problem, Sandra. I think mm-hmm. most people have. They reach a certain level yep. in one occupation, but they don't take those principles with them to the next one. They just think see. because they were world class at one thing that they should just be world class at the next. Mm. And it doesn't work that way. You've got to apply the same kind of work ethic, the same kind of time that it takes to, to reach that world class level. Yeah. You put in those hours. Mm. Um, that that has really been the key for me because I've just been able to repeat those principles over and over again. I see in different occupations, and then it it doesn't take you quite as long once you learn, mm-hmm. you know, what those principles are. And now, if you were to say, okay, these are my top three principles, what will they be that really may move the needle for you to transition to all those other occupations? Yeah, one you, you one you have to make a declaration like you have mm-hmm. to know what you want. Um and I always say, you know, if you guys re- have read the book, you know that there's no plan B for your A game. It, the reason the title is that is because there can't be any other options. Mm-hmm. Most of us give ourselves excuses and options to fall below our 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 declaration. But you can't do that. If there's mm-hmm. no other options, and there's only one option, yeah. then that, that dream is going to come true. That declaration is going to come true. That's the very first one. So the declaration has to be the ultimate, like be the best at something, be world-class mm-hmm. at something, whatever it is. And, and then you have to give yourself some timelines, right? Uh, most people's, their timelines are way too short. Yep. Like they'll say, oh, if I'm not the best you know, quarterback in a year, I'm just going to quit. Well, there's no way you're going to be the best quarterback in a year. So you might as well quit now, right? You got to give yourself some time to develop. Mm. And I always give myself 20 year plans. Mm. It, it, it rarely takes me 20 years, but I always give myself a long runway to reach this, this elite class. I think the people listening to us today, watching us today, they should do the same. They should have a big declaration, a world-class declaration, be the best at something, and then give yourself the time to put in the hours and the dedication and the work ethic that it takes to reach that dream instead of going, well, if I don't reach it in three years, I'm just going to mm-hmm. quit. That, that's not the option. That's, there's no option to do that. That's why, yeah. that's why these principles are key. So number one, the declaration. Number two, give yourself some time. Give yourself 10, 15, 20 years. Now, it typically doesn't take that long, but give mm-hmm. yourself that, that, that runway to be able to do that. Those are the first two that I would, I would apply immediately to your life. I love them. I, I, I love both principles and I, I can feel 
you know, the importance of each of them. And I think that especially the second one of the timing, you know, sometimes you're impatient and you want it now. And, you know, we live in a society that everything happens in an instant, like you click and you get it, you know, you, and, and, you know, that instant gratification sometimes um, have shaped us as a, you know, I want it and I want it now. And if I don't have it now, then uh, I don't want it anymore. And yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, not, here's the thing. Yeah. The, like mm-hmm. your, your dream, whatever your dream is, whatever your dream of being the best at a certain thing, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me what it is. Like mm-hmm. I remember finishing football and I was, you know, I reached a, a high level obviously in, in that sport and in my position. And then I went into the next occupation, which was to playwright to be a playwright Mm -hmm. which has no relation whatsoever other than the declaration what i wanted to be the best at now like going from a safety to being a um playwright um those are different right but the terminology i used was exactly the same and then Mm. the the time that i gave myself to become Mm. the best at that that whether it was safety or whether it was being a playwright it, it took years and it took dedication and hard work. And eventually your body develops into this new thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're the, you're the top playwright in the, in the country or in the world. And then you get to do other things because once you're at the top, everyone goes, well, what if it doesn't work out? But it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter if it doesn't work out. I'm telling you. It is going to work out. And even if it doesn't, you're going to be a master mm-hmm. of a thing. Yeah. And when you master, when you have mastery over a subject matter, whether it's playing football or writing a play, other people then come into your life. And Sandra, I know you've had this experience. Other people enter your life and try to hand you jobs and hand you <laughs> occupations <laughs> that you didn't even know you you had or wanted because here's here's the best part of it. Mastery equals mastery. Mm-hmm. And it so it the subject matter does not matter. It, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um being a husband, being a mm-hmm. wife, being a parent, there's mastery to that. But my football career. The mastery that I had over my position gives me mastery over being a good husband or being a good father because it's the same darn principles. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of dedication. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to just say, oh, the first obstacle, I'm divorcing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Some people might do That's that. <laughs> That's what most people do. Most yeah. people go, well, this didn't work out. Well, you didn't. You didn't give it a chance to work out. Like your first time you hit a bump in the road, you quit. Well, we're not doing that. You know, if you don't quit, guess what? I I tell my kids this all the time. There's one way out of your dreams. There's one way that your dreams won't work out. You're going to have to quit. Hmm. Same thing with your marriage. Same thing with your parenting. Same thing with your, your book. Same thing with whatever goals that you have, your dreams you have. There's one way, there's only one way to get out of those dreams. You have to stop. You have to quit. Have you ever considered quitting any of their, you know, all, even for a short all period, the, all the time? All the, <laughs> Talk all about the that, time. please. <laughs> Isn't that funny? 
most people, it's a great question, Sandra. And most people never even ask me that question because they just assume that I, I would never quit anything. Well, every single day I want to quit. Every single, I do, I do. Um, and sometimes I do quit. I tell my kids, you can quit for an hour, but that's all. Once the hour's up, then you're back on the back on the roller coaster. <laughs> so every single day, Sandra, just like you, just like it's a human thing, right? Yeah. We want to get out of the pain that we're in. So sometimes you just need a little timeout. I call it a little timeout from my dream. I'm going to take an hour and I'm going to go eat a chocolate cake. And then I'm going to have a beer after that, you know, and I'm going to be totally separate from my dream. And then after the hour's up, I'm re-engaged. Mm -hmm. Especially, you got to take those. Problems. You have. To, I think that's very human, and I appreciate you saying it because you know the, there is some perfection into this, and and I love that you are the most authentic leader out there. And I know the leader. I don't. I know that word. It's not the, your preferable word, but I think you are in in the industry. You are. Um, the captain of the of the of the of the show, the captain of the of the court, the captain of the team, and um, in that role, you know, just saying what you just said, it makes me feel like, oh, I can do that too. Give me permission to do that, and I think that's so important. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's definitely the case. You know, people, I think a lot of people just aren't honest enough you know, to say mm -hmm. that stuff as if there's perfection and there's just no such thing. I always, yeah. I always find like every time I come up with a declaration or a new dream, it's just, it, most of the, of the time heading toward that dream, like many, many years heading toward the dream. Um, it looks like there's no way it's going to work out. That's what, that's my experience of it. Mm -hmm. It looks like, There's no way this dream's going to happen. And, and then, Sandra, one day you lift your head up and you go, oh, my gosh, yes. I'm here. Yeah. You know, it's here. <laughs> and and I, I didn't look like it was ever going to get here, but it's here. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, that, that feeling. Um, now, yeah. I'm going to shift gears a little bit. And I want to talk about, Bo, you always talk about of the power of storytelling and communication. Yeah. And, and of course, I mean, you taught me storytelling that that's how I got attracted to you because I never seen anyone move on a stage like you. And I'm like, Oh my God, I want, I want to have that. So it, it helped us connect with individuals with, you know, with audiences, it's, it's personal. Now, could you share some insights into how people can harness the power of storytelling to enhance their communication skills, skills whether they, they want to pursue a public speaking career or they just want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation? Like maybe yeah. someone listening is just interested in that. So tell us about how can we do it? Yeah. I mean, the, look, the, e the, the, we live in a world that does not trust each other anymore, right? We, we mm -hmm. used to, and they, 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 they have uh, polls on this where they poll Americans and they say, do you trust your neighbor? And in 1974, like two thirds of the people trusted their neighbor. 
but now it's less than one third trust their neighbor. That's their neighbor. That's the person they share a back fence with. Mm. Now, some people get really depressed on that news that mm-hmm. no one trusts any, each other anymore. I am excited about that. Uh, Sandra is excited about that. Guess why she's excited? Guess why I'm excited? Because we have the ability to build trust that's mm-hmm. been eroded over time. Mm-hmm. And the people that can build that trust, kind of like what we're doing right now, we're building trust. Mm-hmm. Sandra and I are here, and I've never met most of you probably, and you've probably never seen me before, but we're building trust over this over this uh, telecast just by sharing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sandra asked me some questions, and I immediately went into storytelling because I know that story, and Sandra knows that story reconnects human beings. Yeah. It is the golden goose. It is, it's the key to the kingdom if you want trust with your audience, or, or it might just be a one-on-one. You might be on a date. Storytelling is the key to building up trust that's been eroded over time. Mm-hmm. So think about that. It, it, is, it is the ability for us human beings to share our own story, which connects us to other human beings. And the reason that works is because when stories are personal, say to me in this case, um, it becomes personal to you. If it's personal to me, it becomes universal to my audience. So now we have this connective tissue, which we would have never had if I came on this, this podcast and just started talking about numbers or, yeah. or theories or things like that. I don't talk about those things, right? I share myself. Sandra shares herself, which gives you trust with your audience. Now, if you want to be a speaker, I would open with story immediately. If you're on a date, I would start with personal story immediately because I guarantee you, if you do start with story, you're going to go on a second date and a third date. And that thing's going to work out because you're going to build trust over time. Well, the same is true in business. If you give presentations, which is, you know, that's what we do. Sometimes people go, well, Bo, I don't want to be a public speaker. And I say, really? are you ever in public? And they go, yes. And I go, do you ever speak in public? And they go, yes. And I go, you're a public speaker. It's just, that's how it goes. So if you're a public speaker, you better be able to tell your story, your personal story, because it is the quickest way to build trust with other human beings. Now, if you're in business, guess what that does to your business? It grows your business. Mm-hmm. Your story grows your business. If you're in the world of, you know, looking for a relationship, your story grows your relationship. Mm-hmm. So story is really to me, Sandra, and you know this based on our our the work we've done over the years, is really the key to the kingdom for me to connect with other human beings so that we can be on the same page. Absolutely. I, I love every word of it. Now um in the next we i know we have 12 more minutes to go why don't just share with us the story you haven't shared before how about that <laughs> give us Wait. something you haven't shared 
something that happened to you maybe last week or something that happened to you yesterday or this morning or, you know. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I'm going to, okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys one, just because it's so current in my life. So Sandra's been to my house several times and you, we have this gym in the house. It's in the back of the house. And if you go back there, you'll see all these big pieces of paper up on the walls, like covering the walls. Yep. And currently, I've I'm, I'm been really working with my son, who's 16 years old, and he wants to be a professional uh, a quarterback, right? So, so we've been really, I've been on these boards for the last 150 days. And every day we have a circle for every one of those 150 days. So in the last 100 days, I just did the math on this yesterday. I just got my calculator out on my phone and added it up. So in the last 100 days, you guys, I have caught, me personally, have caught uh, 17,000 footballs. Wow. 17,000 in the last hundred days. Wow. So my, my son had to throw them and someone had to catch them. And that was me. And we do it on camera. So we do it with my brother who is an mm -hmm. NFL quarterback back in the day. He played in the Super Bowl. Um, he's coaching my son through FaceTime. So he lives in Texas. We live in California. <laughs> so it's my, it's me my son and my brother for the last 150 days. So in the last 100 days, think about this. Wow. My son has thrown 17,000 balls. So what does that mean? So think about this for your dream. Think about how you add things up for your life. Um, um, we keep record. We keep measurements of these things because... We want to compare my son to other 16-year-old guys who have dreams mm -hmm. that want to be quarterback in several years, right? Mm -hmm. So if so to be to 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 train harder than my son, you're gonna have to throw over 17,000 balls in the last hundred days. So so that is so current in my life, um, mm. Sandra that I share that with you guys to just then think of the principles that are applied to that and think mm. of what you can apply to your life. So my son has this declaration of being this NFL quarterback, but he, he's not even eligible to be an NFL quarterback for six or seven years from today. Hmm. But for the last hundred days, 17,000 times he dropped back and threw a ball. Hmm. To me. So we just keep adding these things up. Now, every day, I'm sure he does not want to throw those balls. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't want to wake up before school and go out on the in the fog and throw these balls. Yeah. Right? He doesn't want to stay after practice and throw these balls. But we have to because these balls add up to something, to a mm -hmm. dream. So here's what's going to happen. In six or seven years, you're going to hear, oh, Axel Eason, that's my son's name. He just got drafted, you know, as a quarterback in the NFL. And everyone's going to go, he's lucky. 
How did he get there? He's gifted. They're going to say all kinds of crap, right? Yes. And you're going to know, you and me are going to know today, six years, seven years into the future, this is going to happen. Guess how I know? Because it always happens. Mm -hmm. But nobody takes the six or seven years to throw that many balls. Only the guys who do get drafted. So look. That is your job today. You know, that, that's the thing I, I would pass on to you the most is I am living my son's, it's my son's dream. It's not my dream, right? But I'm working for my son. My mm-hmm. brother is working for my son. There are several other people who are working, not, not necessarily for my son, but yeah. for my son's dream. For the dream. Yeah, exactly. They work there and the dream makes all the decisions in our lives. Like we know what time we got to get up. We're, we don't negotiate that. We don't go like this. Wow. It's really early in the morning. Should we, or shouldn't we go out and throw all these balls? No, we don't negotiate it. We don't <laughs> vote on it. We just get up and we know, we know the dream makes the decisions for us. I, I just want you to know. I want all of you to know that your life could be exactly like that. Now, I'm not saying it's the it's like the most fun thing in the world. It is fun being an NFL quarterback, I bet. Right? I bet that's really fun. But all the work that leads to it, not necessarily fun, mm. but at least you're putting in this, you're telling this story. Yeah, people are hearing the story and getting involved in the dream of the story of a kid. Mm-hmm. That's that's what life to me is all about. That's what I want you all to take on for your life and for your kids' life, mm-hmm. so that there's there's no surprises after after these years pass. There's no like accidents mm-hmm. that these that you become great at something. Yeah, And the key to it, um, the best news is you get to pick the subject matter. You get to pick what you want to be great at. So, mm-hmm. Sandra, that's basically just a little story that I haven't told anybody. I've only told you guys. I love I'm it. Only telling, Thank you. I'm only telling you guys today because of it's happening right now and I'm in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And it, I just find it so funny that I'm a dad, right? But now if my kid has a dream like this, I notice that I'm working for the dream. I'm working, I'm I'm not recognizing that there's a bunch of adults, like a (laughs) handful of adults surrounding my son that are working for a 16-year-old's dream and dedicating their life to it. It's pretty crazy. It's beautiful to watch and to be part of it. I mean, I like you said, I, I I watched you and Axel for many years, and it's just remarkable just to be part of that journey. And so, thank you for sharing that story. And I I know it already happened. I can see it so many times in my in my head too. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot wait for him to be, you know, get all the success. And I think what I love what you just said is. There is no accident. Like you have to choose every single day, right? Yeah. You know, whether you are 
you know, you have a small dream, a big dream, whatever it is. But if you don't choose and take an action, it won't happen. That's right. That's right. And <clears throat> I'll leave you with this final thought, Sandra, because I just, I, if you have a declaration, if you want to be the best at something and you make that declaration, mm. allow that declaration or that dream or that mission, allow that little piece of paper to make all the decisions for you. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't suffer from dis- decision fatigue. You're not bombarded all day, every day with should I or shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. The, the, the dream is actually making the decisions for you. Mm-hmm. You, you don't even have to think about it. Beautiful. That's Beautiful. cool. That, it yeah. is. Now, I'm going to ask, I, I ask everyone these two questions, Bo. Well, before, before I say, uh, before my last two questions is, how people can reach you and where can they go to? How can they get more about Bo? Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking, Sandra. That, that's a, it's a great question because I think we should start with story. And I think everyone watching us today, listening to us today, I want you to capture your personal story. Mm-hmm. So this dream could get on its way, right? So I'll send you guys a, a free guide that will help you capture your personal story. All you have to do is text personal story Mm -hmm. uh, to three. I'll give you the number. So Mm -hmm. text personal story to Mm 323-310-5504. And I'll repeat that. Just text personal story to 323-310-5504. Four, and I'll send you a free story guide to help you capture your personal story. Yeah, and we will put that number also in the notes for, for the show if you're driving. So don't just be safe. So we'll we'll have them for you. <laughs> now, uh, my last two questions. Well, what is your favorite piece of technology and why? Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at technology. Everyone laughs, laughs at me, including my kids. I'm, but I guess. Well, what would it be? Gosh, there's this, there's, it's new, again, it's new, right? Because it's coming from uh, the training that I'm, that I've been involved with, with my son. So there's this, gosh, I don't even know what the hell it's called. Um, But it, what it does is it measures um, your speed, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like this app. And my son works with a speed coach, right? And then speed coach goes, oh, let me just pull this up. And he can measure how fast my son runs and how they measure most athletes is in this 40-yard uh, uh, area, like 40 yards is, is kind of the, 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 what everybody measures everybody's speed with. And they can break it down to each 10-yard segment. So the mm. first 10 yards, the second 10 yards, the mm. third 10 yards, and the fourth 10 yards. Well, you can see how fast he's running in each one of those 10-yard areas. Wow. And we found out yesterday that his slowest of the four areas is the last, mm. the last 10 yards. So all we have to do is bump up his speed in the last 10 yards to make him faster in that area. Isn't that crazy? I mean, mm-hmm. I wish I had this back when I wanted to be fast at 40 <laughs> yards, you know? 
Because you know where you're weak, where you're slow, where you're fast. Anyway, that's my favorite because I just got it yesterday. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. I got to look for that too uh, and check out that technology. And now the last question that I have, and you probably have your phone nearby. If not, just think about your phone for a second and tell me three things, Bo, that you are grateful for that phone. Grateful? Oh, well, the one is the... uh, just the videos and the the memories that you're able to capture. Mm-hmm. Like my eighth grader just graduated from eighth grade. So, you know, I'm seeing her eighth grade trip. I'm not even oh. there. It's in Boston. I'm in California. I'm watching it, you know, watching the uh-huh. trip. So I love that, that part of my phone. And then just capturing all the memories that, you know, uh, if you're my age, we just didn't have as kids like pictures and videos that mm-hmm. for sure that that's got to be probably number 1 and then just being able to connect with my family and my kids um mm-hmm. through texting yeah. i'm not great at communicating on the phone and emails <laughs> but man i like text cuz it's just so you know convenient yeah. and let me think what's the other one i guess the other one is just the the apps that my phone has on it, mm-hmm. then I'm able to use technology to measure certain things, mm-hmm. you know, because if you want to be the best at something, you're constantly having to measure it, whether that's your bank account or your speed, you know, it does yeah. it, both of those things I have to measure and my phone has these measurements on them. So those are the three for me. Oh, I love them. Thank you for sharing them. And it's so interesting what everyone um, loves about their phone and what they are grateful for. So love it. Now, thank you so much, Bo. This has been amazing. And I just, you know, love it, love it, love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. And um, we'll just post all the notes. And if you want to reach to Bo, I will highly recommend you everything all his programs, everything he does, because it's it changed my life and I know it can change yours too. So thank you, Bo. That's great. Thank you, Sandra. Appreciate you having me. Bye-bye. See you next week in the, our next episode. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you today. So if you enjoyed this episode, please tag me in social media at way to protect Again, it's way number two, protect. And let me know if this episode has helped you. I would love to hear from you. And if you like to know more about me, check out my resources at my website, sandraestock.com. And remember, be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Be I am. Be I am now.